it's something that I've started to think about more. It, initially, I kind of brushed it off and like, I think up until recently, I've had the sort of opinion that like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, we are aging along with tech. 10 years from now, it would be totally normal to have your whole design team be in their 40s, maybe. But I don't know if that's true. Like, I think that might be a bit of a naive perspective that I have. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I am your other host, Charlie. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about, well, aging, <laughs> I guess is the best way to, to frame it. I love it. This needs some context. So I wanted to talk about this because recently Femme was tweeting about her mum and how her mum is looking for a job and like finding it difficult to find one because uh, like the jobs she's applying for, they're all saying like, oh, we need a student mm-hmm, to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You can you can go into more details about that story, but basically... It got me thinking. There is a lot of people in the design industry who are like in their 20s and 30s. And I see very few who are older. Right. You know, and I'm in my 30s. What happens when I get to my 40s? Am I going to be a relic? Can I still design? Is there still going to be a place in the industry for me? Yep. I don't know. It just got me thinking about the future of my career. And so I thought it'd be good for us to to talk about that today. First though, Femme, how have you been? What you been up to? Anything to update us on? Let me think. Well, I'm speaking at a conference in March. I don't know if I've talked about that. Uh, It is the UX conference, which is based in London, but it's going to be virtual this year for obvious reasons. (laughs) Um, It's kind of cool, actually. All of these conferences going virtual is almost making it like more accessible for me to speak at them because I don't have to travel there, which is kind of cool. Agreed. My talk, I, I recently decided my talk a couple of days ago, so that's why this is fresh in my mind. Uh, I'm going to do like a 20-minute talk all about design documentation. It's been a very popular topic on my YouTube channel, on my Instagram account. People have a lot of questions about it. Every time I share a resource or like show a glimpse behind the scenes of how I document my work, people are really interested in this topic. I think designers really want to improve in this area. So I was like, this is something I think I can easily talk about for 20 minutes and I can sort of put together some resources or something. So yeah, I'm going to start planning that talk probably pretty soon at this stage and I'm looking forward to speaking at that conference. So yeah, that's kind of what's been on my mind lately. I love that that's one of my favorite parts of having an audience is when you can see what you need to do and make more of based on the questions people are asking. I think it's fantastic. And that's super smart that you're going to do your talk on that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. How are you? I hear there is snow in your country. Please tell us more. In my country, (laughs) yes, but not in my city, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah. No snow in Valencia City itself, but Lots of snow in other areas of Spain that don't normally get snow. So, yes, it's been yeah. cold. And um, I have become a bit of a wuss <laughs> since moving to Spain <laughs> when it comes to the cold. And so I've not been enjoying it. And also our apartment isn't really built for it. So, yeah, that. Also, it's really funny because the week before we'd had like quite a nice like sort of temperate week, you know. And Mark and I actually ordered an outdoor sofa because we were like, why wait till summer? We'll still enjoy it in the wintertime. Oh my gosh, the optimism. Amazing. Yeah, so now we have this outdoor sofa sitting inside um, because it's just been too cold to even want to go out there and like, you know, set it up on our terrace. 
by too cold, what 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 temperature are we talking about here in well, Celsius? Well, it was minus one overnight, so okay. that is very cold for us. You know, that is um, pretty cold, and it's been sort of averaging. Well, I mean, right now it's twelve degrees, so it's not that cold outside right now. Maybe it's getting better, got it. But um, all right, you know, we've been having single digit days, which is cold for Spain. Yeah, totally. Anyway, enough weather talk. In um, <laughs> in more like work or side hustle related news, it's work, but kind of connected to side hustles. I don't know if you know this, fam, but um, I am I now have a third podcast added to my rota uh, of podcasts that I'm hosting. So please tell us more. <laughs> I've got this one, obviously, Design Life. I've got Inside Marketing Design that I started last year, and I am now also taking over the Future Belongs to Creators podcast, which is one that. Barrett and Nathan, oh. our COO and CEO, respectively. I think that's the order I said their names in. They started it um, sort of when COVID hit as a way to sort of like, I don't know, they had this anxiety they wanted to channel into creating content. And it's become this like cool podcast for the creator industry. They wanted to hand it off this year. And so they've handed it off to myself, to Haley, who is brand specialist on my team, and to Miguel, who is a support engineer on the ConvertKit team. And we are now hosting it. And so that's fun. And uh yeah, that's a, a new thing that I'm doing. So cool. And it's a bit different from the other podcast because it's live on Wednesdays at 12.30 Eastern time if anyone wants to join us on the ConvertKit YouTube channel for it. Just wow. going to give a little plug. <laughs> that is so cool. And is it like, do you have different creators each episode? I, I admit I have not listened to it before. What's the sort of show format? The cool thing about taking it over is we get to sort of change it up and do what we want with it. I really want to turn cool. it into more of like a a creator news show in a way like partly where it's like okay when something happens in the creator industry it's we talk about it on the show like say for example when tiktok there was talk of it being banned in the u.s or whatever like we would have talked about it on the show we also want to really dig in we want to have guests create a guest but do less interviews and more like okay you did this big launch tell us about it how did it go like what did you learn where did you fail that sort of thing more so than like interview guests if that makes sense yes um, yes that and we'll sense. also have like sort of like we do here topics but they'll be about creator industry in general um that we'll all just discuss between the three of us so yeah third podcast cool Woo, let's go <laughs> Woo. well i i mean i'm happy to hear at least that your third podcast is part of your day job and you're not adding to your side project yes. Uh, yes. capacity yes. already um so that's super cool very exciting congrats <laughs> thank you but let's get into today's topic anyway do you want to share a little bit more about your mum and this you know sort of thing that situation that kicked off this episode yeah so hi mum if you're listening I know sometimes you listen but not always so we'll see if you end up listening to this episode uh, basically my mum is in her 50s and she ran a business for like two decades in her career and a few years ago she sold the business and since then she's kind of been doing some of her own side projects and also looking for work. Uh, I think she's sort of looking for something that's part-time, flexible, something she can do from home, from her computer, you know, at her stage in her life I think she still wants to sort of enjoy being able to do her own things but, you know, have a bit of still some income coming in because you know, retirement officially, I think for her is still a little while away. So for the last few years, I guess, maybe maybe one or two, uh, she's been applying for jobs. These kinds of jobs are things like customer support or being a VA or helping someone with their digital marketing, like managing someone's 
Facebook account or doing some community management, things like that. So she's been applying for these jobs over the past couple of years, and I've been helping her a little bit with her application and things, and she's just not getting any success. A lot of these jobs, kind of like you mentioned at the beginning, they're either sort of positioned for students or like digital marketers or things like that. And it got me thinking a lot about ageism and how like reflecting also that at my workplace, pretty much everyone I work with is, I would say, like definitely under 40. Um, And so she's been having a really hard time with this. And I don't know, it's frustrating as her daughter to like watch her go through that because I know that she can do the job. And I think a lot of the feedback she gets is like, she's overqualified and she's like, I don't care. Yeah, I know, right? She's like, I don't care. I just, I just want something to do with my time, something I enjoy, like make some friendships, learn something, you know, just have something to do. Um, So yeah, anyway, to kind of wrap that story up, I think It's gotten me thinking a lot about ageism in our industry and why we turn these people away who have so much experience, who have a really strong work ethic, and they just ultimately want to work. Yeah, and I wish that I had an answer. Like, I really do. I think that there's a lot of unconscious bias when it comes to this, in tech especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because we think of tech as a young people's game, you know? Um, but guess what? The people who like were first making the internet and making the first websites are not young people anymore. And right. that doesn't make them less qualified to do the same thing that they were doing, you know, when they were in their twenties, when we were like, you know, barely born. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but it is really concerning to me it existing. Cause you're right. Like think of the conferences we go to and the people we see speak there. Mm-hmm. And I know that for women especially, the further we get into our careers, when women choose to have families and, you know, work environments aren't set up for having a family and working and, you know, having a family and progressing in your career, you know, companies and, you know, work environments need to change a lot to make that not just feasible, but like an an option that women want to take. And so that's why we see like much less women in their 40s and 50s, I think, in tech. Right. Because all of the people who I can think of who are older than 30 that I know in tech, most of them are men. Not all right. of them, but most of them. So yep. there's that that we're dealing with too. And basically, yeah, it's giving me a bit of an existential crisis about like, this is probably a really <laughs> bad sorry. way to approach it, to like read this tweet about your mum and then for me to worry about myself. I'm recognizing that that's terrible. <laughs> but it is something that both of us are going to face in our careers, you know, at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about it? Is this something that you've thought about much or worried about as much as I have? It's something that I've started to think about more. It, initially, I kind of brushed it off. And like, I think up until recently, I've had the sort of opinion that like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, we are aging along with tech. Yeah. You know, like Mark Zuckerberg is in his 30s now and like, he's still employed and employing 30 year olds. So like, At first, I had the hope that, like, we'll just continue to age along with the industry and it would be fine. Like, 10 years from now, it would be totally normal to have your whole design team be in their 40s, maybe. But I don't know if that's true. Like, I think that might be a bit of a naive um, perspective that I have. Because I look at, like, the next generation of designers coming up. There are some bloody talented, like, even 18-year-olds that I know that are doing amazing work that, you know 
eventually probably are going to take over our jobs. Not to even mention the quote unquote threat of like automation in this industry. And like while today I feel valuable, I feel totally confident in the tools that I use and things like that. I might not feel that way in 10 years anymore. Things might have changed enough that like, I'm like, what is computer? I don't know. You know, like tools and things change. And I think as we age, we might have to do more effort to stay updated. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm questioning it. I really am. I'm I'm not sure. And I didn't even think about the family aspect that you brought in, like being a woman. But that's definitely something that I'm thinking about, like, you know, as I'm nearing 30, it's definitely a topic in the back of my mind of like, what does that mean for me in my career? What is that going to look like? Is this something I need to start thinking about now and planning like two years out? Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm i worried, I guess, to, to put it lightly. I think that I've like, maybe this is placebo because, or maybe that's not the right word for it, or just like knowing that people who are older have more trouble learning new technology or whatever. I already feel that way about myself, that I find it difficult to learn new technology <laughs> and things. And I like, I find myself being maybe stuck in my ways in that I'm like, oh, I don't want to learn how to like edit in this app because I already know how to do it in this one, you know? Right. Uh, and I think that that's something that I need to change within myself to make sure that as I get older and as technology is aging faster than us, honestly, like technology is progressing at a faster rate than we are as humans. I think that's clear. Yep. And so we yep. got to keep up somehow. And that's something like an, an attitude I need to change to to stay on top of things, I think, is to be more curious, be more curious about trying new things out and like being aware of where the market is moving and what everyone's using. Like, I don't know, even right now off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Clubhouse is what everyone's talking about lately. And I have oh, not... Yeah even attempted to get an account on it because I'm just like ah this is something else Another new thing. that I don't need yeah. you know? but you know it's a big thing and a method of communication happening in our industry and as a visual communication designer you know technical term for what we do I should be aware of new methods of communication and be thinking about how they might apply to design and you know staying on top of things that way and so that's one thing that I know I need to get better at to sort of future-proof myself as a designer Nothing makes me feel more old at the moment than TikTok. Honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even attempted to learn how to use that. I just watch oh, them when they get posted to Twitter. <laughs> Same. I don't have an account either. A common reply that I got to this tweet was about the price of labor and okay. a lot of people suggesting that younger talent is cheaper and that companies probably don't want to pay the higher price for a older, more experienced person okay well let's what do you think about that? that i think okay i think that's saying that companies want to take advantage of younger people mm-hmm. that's what that's saying that's not saying that younger people are worth less because they're not mm-hmm. i guess um people who are new to a job potentially like wouldn't be paid as much because that's fair enough but that's nothing to do with age like if your mum is like starting a new field where she doesn't know doesn't have experience right. in it or whatever like fair enough that she gets paid a lower rate than the um, people who are experienced in it but yeah I'm not on board with this whole younger people are cheaper thing that's that's not the correct approach I don't believe no I totally agree I also like pushed back a little bit on those replies um maybe that's maybe that's true 
you know, maybe maybe that is what company's thinking, but I if that's the case, that's not right. And in my opinion, is probably borderline discrimination. And it's also like, who's to say that, like, yeah, I think you kind of already sort of touched on this. Like, my mum might be new to this industry or area or, or whatever, right? Just because she has decades of experience as a worker doesn't necessarily mean she expects to be paid you know, equivalent of all of those years of experience if it's not relevant experience. Um, she might be totally happy with the same price as an entry-level role. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, th- those responses kind of annoyed me because if that's what's going on, I think that that's not fair at all. Yeah, agreed. What What can we do about this, though? Like, I'm thinking... I feel like we have a lot of anti-bias training and, you know, like... I don't know. It's it's spoken about a lot, not having bias mm-hmm. towards people for many different reasons. But I feel like age is not one that gets talked about as much as it probably should in tech. What do you think we should do about this, Fem? What do you what do you think a possible solution could be here? Please solve it for oh, us. Oh man. Oh well, yeah, Charlie. That's so hard. <laughs> I know. I don't mean. I don't mean that. Like any ideas? What comes to What comes to mind? I mean, training around this topic. First of all, like when. Whenever there is sort of unconscious bias training and things like that or diversity training, yeah, I'd love to see ageism be touched on more um, in in those training sessions. Um, thinking, thinking back, I'm trying to think back to like all the interviews I've done over the last couple of years. And I think there's been a few times where I've maybe interviewed someone maybe 40 plus, but usually it's for a very senior role. In my mentoring sessions, I actually talk a lot to people who are switching careers. They want to switch careers into design. These are people who are like in their mid-30s, maybe even in their 40s, and they're ready for a career change into design. And they're worried, you know, like, is it too late for me? How am I going to compete with all these 20-something-year-olds? And I don't have an answer. It is difficult. It is challenging. Yes, Um, I wish that it wasn't. I wish that companies would be more open to, actually, here's something that comes to mind, internships, these internship programs. Often, at least in the States, they are very much tied to a school or like you have to be a student studying or like graduate at some sort of educational program. Why can a 40-year-old who's trying to transition careers into design not apply for an internship. Uh, in my opinion, I think that would be a great place to have, you know, someone that's new to the industry, trying to trying to break into that new career. Maybe they're a little bit older. Um, good luck them applying for like graduate or early stage design roles. Often they get pushed back and, and they don't stack up to the other candidates applying. I think if we could broaden and open those internship programs as a start to include not just those like, official education you know students but people that are new to design in general no matter what their education is at the moment uh you know that might help I don't know yeah I think it would I think you're right I also think that like speaking about you know the overqualified part here which is probably the reason why a lot of um well aside from the you know education being tied to some sort of tertiary education facility or whatever is the reason probably that um people aren't getting internships I think it's on you applying. If you do have like a list of qualifications that could lead someone to think you're overqualified for a job, I think it's Mm. on you to sort of express in the application why this is a job you're really excited about and would be content in. 
because as someone who's like done hiring I know that a, a thing you're worried about is like okay will this person be successful in the role or are they going to be frustrated by it because it's not at a level that right you know, lines up with what they've done in the past or whatever like it is a question that you have and so I would really encourage anyone um you know like in your mum's situation if she's applying for some sort of biz dev role she's got 20 years of business development experience that for her to like specifically call out this is all I'm excited about because of these reasons yeah um to to sort of try and preempt that I think would be a good idea there yeah yeah I like that suggestion uh what are your thoughts on like dumbing down the resume a few people suggested that of like removing a bit of experience and like dumbing it down a bit do you think that's necessary or do you think it's better to focus like keep your experience honest and focus more on like your intent and what you're looking for and why you're excited about the role I would not want to dumb down my CV only because Mm -hmm. I feel like if that's what it takes to get hired into a company do I really want to work there you know yeah but I'm aware that's a very privileged like view to take on it um so I'm perhaps not best suited to answer that. But that, w- that was my first thought was like, oof, yeah. really? We're like, you you, <laughs> you can't handle me? You can't handle all this experience and it's going right. to be intimidating to you? Or Yeah, I don't know. I think that I don't like that as a solution, but I could see why people have offered it up as one, unfortunately. Yeah, I also feel like if you're not honest about your experience, then like you can't really be your true self yeah, or like yeah, be yeah. your authentic self. Like... Imagine my mum took off her experience running a business and then like, what is she going to say in the lunchroom? Like, just never talk about that. Or like, if it comes up in conversation, you know, um, yeah, that sounds difficult to me. So I I like your suggestion better. Yeah. And that's a shift that needs to like, this on the company. That's not on your mum or anyone else. For sure. That's also true. That's the thing. Another thing that I think we need is more role models who, of people Mm. who are older in the industry you know, just in general, I, yeah, I would love that. The other day, this is like a random aside, but not really that random. Um, On Twitter, I came across this, like, I think it was a TikTok, honestly, like going back to that, that someone had shared (laughs) of this older lady who had like, you know, gray hair cut into this like chic stylish bob. She had tattoos. She was wearing like a t-shirt and jeans. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen like this image of uh, an older person like in their 50s dressing and and, like talking and looking like this and it made me excited about aging for the first time in my life like (laughs) I was like oh my gosh I can still be me as I get older like I have a lot of fears of aging um, you know in general Uh, and so that like made me so so happy I cannot express how happy to see and it was just a simple image of this woman being herself you know and that's the thing. There's a lot of people out there who are like super freaking cool, all the people, and we just don't see them as much. And I, I would love to find a way to sort of like highlight people in our industry who, you know, are open and, and willing to do this, who can be examples of being older in tech. I think we should absolutely celebrate that. Like screw the 30 under 30 lists, even the 40 under 40 lists, like let's do the 40 <laughs> over 40 list in tech. love it love it I would love to see that love to see that happen and for us to put more emphasis on it just as much as we do the super talented younger people because yeah we just need to see it more to give us give us a path and like be role models for our future you know totally I agree and I'm sure that those people are out there we just don't see them yeah yeah 
we just don't see them. Yeah, I wonder if there's like, you know, when you, uh, this is like totally guessing because obviously I'm not over 40, but I wonder if like when you get to that phase of your life, you stop caring about those things anymore. And so that's why we don't see them as much, maybe. Um, you know, they, they're like, oh yeah, I just go to the job and then I go live my life and enjoy my life. Maybe. Yeah. Like I know I'm good at this. I don't need anyone. Right. I don't need to to prove it or like, yeah, or go and speak at conferences or anything. Like they've probably done that in their twenties and thirties, you know? So now they're probably like their priorities change. Um, This is totally an assumption because I'm not, (laughs) I'm not of that age, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if, if they had that attitude. I would love to bring on someone on this show who is older within the tech industry, especially if they're a designer, to just talk about it. Like, I would love to do a part two of this episode. So if anyone listening is, like, listening to this, if you've made it to this point and are like, these fucking 20 and 30-year-olds, like, what are you... (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't know what you're talking about. There's loads of us out here. Like, yeah, you're right. I know you're right. Please get in touch with us. I'd love to talk to a designer in in their 50s and their 40s yeah. working in the industry who um well i mean i know some designers in their 40s so even older would would be better for me yeah but, uh yeah would love to just hear about your experience and hear what it's like and hear right from you um what their shoes are with with ageism in tech because like totally. said we are making assumptions here based on what we're seeing so i think that'd be great yeah i would love to have that conversation because it has been really exciting for me every time I have come across a woman who who is older than me and is you know working in design I like will always follow them on Twitter because I'm like yes a role model or like goals not even, yeah <laughs> not even a role model like I don't want to put that pressure on them but more like oh look a vision of like you know what the future could be like yeah. in my career yeah totally yeah this is what your future could look like yeah exactly oh man (sighs) yeah collective sigh collective sigh collective anxiety about i don't know it this sounds so dramatic to say but it's like over my validity as a designer in tech and i also like feel when i saw the tweet from your mom it kind of made me think like i am trying to speed through my career to have success while i'm young in, right. in a way, I feel a lot of pressure to do that because it feels like it almost feels like that's what you have to do. Yeah, because that's the examples we see, like going back to that back to representation. I feel like most of the design team leads or whatever that I see are in their 30s and or even younger sometimes, which is terrifying. Um, and that makes me feel like, OK, I need to do this soon, too, so that I can like if I want to be successful, I have to achieve this on this timeline and that yeah i've sort of i don't want to say rushed my career but more like wanted to get a hustle on with it and uh, achieve things early yeah rather than being patient or waiting and i don't you know i think that's a good thing actually to have ambition but um not if that ambition comes from a fear of like oh i won't be able to do this later so i have to do it now yeah i think this is especially true in tech because it's such a recent industry and we've seen these like tech prodigies right like Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and whatever that have found success at such a young age um I'm pretty sure in other industries there's examples of people like I think like Julia Child didn't write her cookbook until she was like in her 50s and then she became like a household name like you know it's it's not like 
a requirement that you have to do these things pre-30 to be a success. You can achieve success later on in your career, but let's save that for maybe maybe an episode with our uh, older person that we'd like to have on the show because I'd love to hear their perspective about this and what the hustle culture and what mm. like success in their career looks like to them because I think it can be very different. Yeah, agreed. Okay, cool. Let's let's save it till then. And I hope that someone reaches out and wants to come on the show. You can email us. Hello at designlife.fm is our email. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. You can also tweet us at designlife.fm on Twitter. Yes, and you can listen to the show on any podcasting app. In case you wherever know you're listening yeah. to it right now, you can find more episodes right there. Lots, lots more episodes, like over 200 now. Yeah, lots crazy. Of <laughs> yeah, I yeah. hope you've enjoyed this one. This weird little chat and like I don't know panicking to each other in a way uh, but this is real right like, like this show's like the therapy show. it's way. like career therapy career for you therapy. and I I like that term for it I don't know if it's healthy or not but that is what it feels like <laughs> <laughs> alright let's chat next week yeah talk to you then bye alright bye, bye.